Well, today I want to start talking with you about how to light up Christmas. We've been advertising their Christmas series begins today. We had a great Christmas musical last week. I want to talk with you how to light up Christmas. And when I start to talk this morning, I don't want to talk about how to best light up your tree or how to best light up your house, but how to best light up your life. Because Jesus Christ came to be the light of the world and the light of your life. So how do you best let Jesus light up your life? Now, I don't know about you, but I love this time of year. I love Christmas. I love Christmas time. And I love the togetherness that takes place at Christmas time. Shirley and I love that even though all of our kids are now married, that they still want to come back home and they just want to be together for Christmas time. And, and what a blessing that is. Whether it's Christmas Day or they, they can't all get together on Christmas Day, we do it some other day, but we just love that coming back together and, and being together. And when we do that, on that day, we, we always read the Christmas story. And we, we then sing and worship God and and we pray together, and, and we open gifts, and then we cook, amen? <laughs> and we, we eat together, and we clean up together, and then we break out the tools and put something together that somebody got that needs to be assembled. And then, then we, this is our favorite part, we heat up the pool, and we swim, just because we can in Southern California, <laughs> just because we can. And, and, and we just love to do that. And so we love to hang out together, and when our family, maybe it's like your family, when we get together, it's messy, and it's casual, and, and it's loud, and, and, and it, it's fun, but it's home, and it's family, it's togetherness, and it's awesome. But as I share all that that I love about Christmas, I know that for some of you, togetherness as Christmas is maybe not so awesome. And maybe your togetherness is a little bit messier for you. Maybe it's not as much fun. Because for some of you, some of you grew up in a home where your parents suddenly divorced. And then for some of you, you then married someone who also came from a home whose parents divorced. And so now when it comes to Christmas, your family Christmas celebrations have, have just doubled. Now, now you've got twice as many places to go. And your relationships have increased. And so now your Christmas schedules are more challenging than ever. And now your miles between homes and celebrations have also increased. And now your days off around Christmas where you're really off just to be with your family are, are fewer. And your expenses have increased because there's more presents to purchase. And possibly there are unwanted feelings that begin to arise about somebody else in those celebrations, that those unwanted feelings begin to arise and they're just there. Or maybe you're here this morning and you're single. You've, you've never married or you're alone this Christmas. And so Christmas is just going to be different. It's just different. So for some of you, the Christmas that you used to so look forward to, with all the togetherness and all the messiness and all the fun, is maybe now not quite as much fun. You see, for some of you, there's not enough time. There's not enough money. For some of you, there are some tough family situations this year. And so at the same time, no matter what your situation is, I want you to know this this morning. 
Christmas points you to something that's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And here it is. Look at this. Christmas is the most wonderful time of year because of what's already happened. Not because of what's happening around us. For months, those of us who follow Christ, we prepare for Christmas. Because we're looking forward to celebrating an event that's already happened. An event that changed everything in our world. We look forward to celebrating the day that God the Father sent Jesus Christ, His Son, to light up the world and light up our lives. Therefore, the most important thing about Christmas for those of us who are Christians, is not the gifts that we get. It's not even being physically together and having those people with us. The most important thing about Christmas is that God sent His Son to overcome the darkness in our lives. It's that God sent His Son to light up our lives. The most important thing is that we are reminded who is not just with us, but who is for us. Amen? Oh, can I get a bigger amen this morning? Amen? It's not just about all the people that are with us on that day. It's about the one who is for us, who is always for us. So no matter how complicated things may get this Christmas, no matter how dark things may be for you on this Christmas, the one who came, the one who is for us has the power to light up your Christmas and your life no matter what your situation. Write this down. Jesus came to bring light into our dark world and then personally into our darkened lives. Jesus came to bring light. He came to light up the path to walk in a world that's so darkened by sin he came to light up a path to walk that will take us to heaven. Take a look at this. The birth of Jesus was like a beacon of light that pierced through the darkness of our world and lit it up. Amen? That was what His birth was like. That's what it was all about, to pierce the darkness of the world, to light it up. His coming, His birth, the event that happened on that night, now over 2,016 years ago, so changed lives, so brought hope and light to so many lives that His coming, His birth, is the most celebrated event around the world. Now, in the Bible, at the beginning of the New Testament, there are four writers. Everybody, you know, you know the beginning of the New Testament, right? Who are the writers? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Beginning of the New Testament, these four writers all wrote about Jesus and His birth. They all wrote similar things. Except John doesn't begin his book with a birth announcement of Jesus like the other writers do. Instead, John, an old man now when he's writing this account of Jesus' life, John, a man who had walked with Jesus, seen the miracles of Jesus, John who had witnessed the death and the resurrection of Jesus, John, a man who had cared for Mary, the mother of Jesus, John, a man who had watched Jerusalem be conquered by the Romans, who had watched the Romans take hundreds of thousands of Jews and make them slaves. John, who had watched his friends Peter and Paul executed by Nero. 
This John never lost his faith in Jesus. And he started his account of Jesus with the mission that Jesus came to accomplish on earth. Not the birth, but the mission. John didn't start his account of Jesus, but the angels announcing to the shepherds his birth. He didn't start his account with the baby in the manger. No, Jesus, John begins with the significance of the birth of Jesus, the light of the world, the king of light who came to our darkened world. You see, the birth of Jesus happened in an incredibly dark time in human history when dark things were happening. And later, as John, now an old man, writes his account of Jesus, he's also writing during a time that's an incredibly dark time in human history. So when John sat down and started his account, before he got to the details of his birth, under the leadership of God's Holy Spirit, John wrote something extremely powerful that you and I need to hear before this Christmas day comes. Especially in the days that we're living in today, where there is darkness all around us, where there are horrific things happening in every nation of the world. And especially in this season when our family gatherings can become stressful and sometimes even hurtful as we wonder, well, who's going to come? Is so-and-so going to show up? Are they really going to be on time? Oh, what should I get them? What if they come and they're drunk? What are we going to do if they say this or that? You know, what, what are we, we going to do? How are we going to deal with stressful things like that? So during this fun and exciting and yet sometimes stressful season, during some of the dark things that are happening in our world, we need to hear what John wrote as he began his account of Jesus. Here it is. Take a look at this. John says, in him, Jesus was life. And that life, the life of Jesus, was the light of all mankind. And the light, Jesus, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. First, John says, in him, Jesus was life. Literally, it means this, in him was life. In Jesus, there's a kind of life that's different than the life that we all have. In Jesus, there's the kind of life that's different than the physical life we all have. In Jesus, there's a kind of life that's bigger. There's a kind of life that's better. In Him, there is a life that's eternal that overcomes the darkness and the death that we have here on this earth. Then second, John writes, and that life, that bigger, better, and eternal life was the light for all mankind, for all men. Literally, in Jesus, there's a life beyond the darkness and the death that we experience here on earth. And that life of Jesus and the eternal life that he came to offer was a light that pierced the darkness and gave hope to all men. And the life and life that he came to offer, we need to understand, wasn't a regional thing. It wasn't just for the Jews. He was lighting the path to eternal life for the whole world. 
for every generation, for you and me and our children, our grandchildren, and on and on until he comes. And then John goes on to write, and the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In other words, Jesus shines in the darkness, but the darkness can't overcome it. You get a flashlight, you put a battery in it, and you run it so long, and finally the light stops shining. You put a battery in your car, you go driving at nighttime, and if your battery goes out, your light stops shining. But what John is saying is Jesus never stops shining. Amen? There is no darkness. When your flashlight goes out, you're encompassed by the darkness and there's no light. But when you got Jesus, no matter how dark it gets, no darkness can ever cause him to stop shining in your life. Amen? That's who Jesus is. John is saying Herod tried to extinguish, extinguish the light of Jesus by killing every baby under the age of two, thinking if I kill every baby that's just been born, I'll surely get Jesus knocked out. His light will stop shining. John is saying the Romans tried, tried to extinguish the light of Jesus by killing all the Jews, or most, a lot of the Jews, thousands of them. He's saying Nero tried to extinguish the light of Jesus by killing Peter and Paul. But the light of Jesus just kept on shining. The dark deeds of kings and kingdoms can never extinguish the light of Jesus Christ. He is the king of light. He is the light of the world. So write this down. No person or thing can extinguish the light of Jesus Christ. No person, no thing throughout human history, kings and countries have tried to do it. They tried to do it by banishing Jesus followers from their homes. If you accept Christ, you've got to leave your family, leave your home, you've got to leave your job, you can't work here, you can't buy food. Kings and countries have tried to do it by burning the churches of Jesus followers. They tried to do it by burning the Bibles of Jesus followers. Kings and countries have tried to do it by brutally murdering Jesus followers. And John, now an old man, and possibly the last living apostle at that time, had seen so many try to extinguish the light of Jesus. And yet, no person or thing could do it. So John, as he writes, he's absolutely convinced that no person or thing could ever extinguish the light of the world, the King of light, Jesus Christ. You see, John had peered into the empty tomb after the dead body of Jesus had been laid there. John, who had eaten breakfast with Jesus on the beach after he came back to life, was absolutely convinced that no matter what happens in this life, no matter what we face in this life, no matter how deep our heartache is in life, no matter how extreme our fears are in this life, no matter how deep our depression gets in this life, that there's a light that shines in the darkness and his name is Jesus. Amen? And there is no darkness that can overcome the life and the light that Jesus gives to those of us who follow him. So this Christmas, when you are confronted by people you can't control, and they're in your house, when you are confronted by problems you can't solve, when you are confronted with expectations that you just can't meet, Remember that what makes this is the most wonderful time of the year is not what's happening around us. 
But instead, what happened when Jesus came and brought light and light into this dark world? Still today, his light shines in the darkness and it's showing you and me the way to the Father in heaven. And the darkness in our day will never be able to overcome his light. No matter what happens in our cities, no matter what happens in this nation, no matter what's happening around the world, nothing can extinguish his light. Nothing could overcome it in John's day. Nothing can overcome it in our day. Not then, not now, not ever. Amen? So take that home with you this Christmas, that the light of Jesus shines. Take a look at this. There is not one dark thing in your life that the light of Jesus cannot help you overcome. Let's make this personal. Yes, Jesus, the light shines. Many of you have said, Lord Jesus, come into my life, be my Savior. But sometimes we haven't let him be Lord of every part of our lives. Sometimes we've still allowed some dark thing from the world to still exist in our lives, in our thoughts, in our actions, in our attitudes, in the way we speak or whatever. And so let's make this personal. There's not one dark thing in your life that the light of Jesus can't help you overcome. Maybe you're dealing with some addiction of some kind. But his light is so powerful. If you let him shine his light fully in your life, that dark thing will have to flee. It'll have to go. Folks, Jesus is the king of light. Jesus is the light king who's able to cause the darkness in your life to flee. No matter how small, how hidden, or how big it might be, it has to flee. Jesus came to bring light to the darkness in your life. He came to eradicate it. He came to eliminate it. He came to exterminate it. And no person or thing can extinguish the light or the work of Jesus in your life. Folks, that is bottom line truth. Amen? So the question is this, will you let him do that? Will you let him fully, completely light up every part of your being? Will you hold nothing back from him? Will you say, Jesus, light up my life, my whole life. Be Lord of every room of my life. Because sometimes we just kind of hang on to something. But we need to let his light shine in that part of our lives. The question is, will you let him do that this Christmas? Will you let him be king in your life? Let's bow our heads. If there's something in your life that you know that you've allowed to enter there and stay there, you know it's, it's something dark. It's something of this world that shouldn't be there. It's not pleasing to God. Would you just pray this prayer after me in your heart? It goes like this. Father God, I admit I've allowed some darkness to enter my life. Forgive me for my sinful thoughts and actions. Today I ask that Jesus, the King of light, to eliminate every dark part of my life. I ask for His light to shine in every part of me. 
that I might experience the life he came to offer me. I ask this in the name of the King of Light, Jesus Christ, my Lord. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.